Happy versus Flourishing, episode 20. Welcome to the podcast where we give you ideas on ways that you can improve the quality of your life. And in today's episode, we're going to investigate the world of laughter with Melanie Block, who is a laughter yoga instructor. Laughter yoga is, is an amazing concept. You, you basically just spend 45 minutes laughing nonstop and your body is oozing with all these feel-good chemicals. So we're going to find out a lot more about it and how it's used and how it's also used for ther- therapy for, for many people. Please do subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll find out when uh, new episodes are released every Tuesday. And why not share this episode with anyone who you feel would really get some benefit from it? I mean, there's, there's been so much stress over the last sort of nine, ten months with all the lockdowns and, and everything. Laughter is a great therapy for stress. So this could be an episode if you know anyone who's really been run down and is maybe sort of you know not feeling so great. This could be the perfect episode to, to really pick them up and give them some resources to go to where they can get more a bit more laughter in their lives, which may help brighten them up. So right now it is time for this week's show. Happiness versus flourishing. My guest today is Melanie Bluff. How are you doing, Melanie? I'm doing good. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for inviting me on. No, I'm well, and thank you for coming on. And we, you're, from listening to your accent, most people would presume that you're in Scotland, but you're quite way south of that, aren't you? Well, um, I was born and bred in Scotland, but I've been living in Stanmore, northwest London, for the, the last 25 years. But you don't lose the accent. <laughs> it's funny you say that. My my godfather, um, who lived next door to my nan and granddad, and he's been in England for I think he's in his nineties now, and he's he came over in his early twenties, and he comes from Wexford in Ireland, and oh. I still have trouble understanding him sometimes. His oh. accent is so strong. <laughs> I love the different accents; they're, they're gorgeous. It does mm. bring a, a lot of flavour to things, doesn't it? When people keep uh, their own their own voice. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, Melanie, we've got, this is going to be quite a different episode because we're going to explore laughter yoga. And my suspicion is that many people listening to this have probably no idea what laughter yoga even is. So this is going to be something quite new for many people. And it's something, well, I mean, how long have you been um, in this sort of area? Well, I've been a therapist for over 25 years and studied many different modalities but I actually came to laughter yoga at the time when I really needed to find my laugh again Uh, my mum had passed away from cancer and I'd been her carer and my son was uh, going off to uni and I was in that empty space I was grieving for my mum and yeah a bit of the empty nest syndrome and all my therapies um, none of them were really helping my spirit and I didn't feel that I could Uh, treat anyone or give anything I was so depleted and something Mm. came into my mind Uh, I had remembered attending a laughter session many years before just a a short introduction and I googled laughter and found this incredible shall we say it's a mind body spirit exercise that reignites uh, your breath and your energy and in the form of the ha 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 sound and playful laughter exercises and deep breathing I went along enjoyed the session so much fell in love with it uh, I went on very quickly to to train to be a leader and then a teacher in it and uh, yeah the last eight years I've been sharing sessions 
primarily started off just within, within my community. I had people in my home. And then at some point, my experience became such that I got some uh, corporate work. And so now it's corporate and uh, community. And every time I run a session, it helps me as well. So, um, yeah, it's a very beautiful thing to share laughter with people. And what you just said is something similar to my experience. When I first discovered it was, I think it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember exactly when, but I I can't even remember how I found out about it. But I went to a session in, in Archway in North London. And within five minutes of doing it, I thought I need to learn how to instruct this because I at the time I was delivering workshops mm-hmm. and, and it, they were all day workshops. And so essentially that, composer people sort of sitting at a desk all day long for eight hours mm. and I knew that I needed a way to change the energy during the day at some point just to because it's not good for you just to be sitting down all day there's only so much you can take in and as soon as I started doing Latte Yoga I thought I need to learn how to do this so I can incorporate some of this into my workshops it was mm. just superb mm. I mean that's so wonderful that that you felt that too and I think you know when you're looking on the outside some people can think oh, it seems a bit strange why would you need to be going to a session which is all about learning to laugh or reignite your laughter but as we can see particularly this year more than any that sense of connection that camaraderie you know if you're isolated from people and you're isolated from families and you don't have the same structure, maybe you, you'd have challenging situations, to find your way to laugh again is vitally important and it can boost your immune system and just raise the energy. And as you said, in serious situations, work situations, they've actually proven that if the team is finding a way to laugh, it supports the communication and people can work more cooperatively together so it's bringing in a different energy mm. well for the, i mean again for many people listening who are still unsure as to exactly what it is they probably worked out okay well there's laughing involved but what, what is it so if could you describe one how a live session face-to-face session would be and then how a online session might be yeah sure well as i started to explain it's actually all about breathing so at the moment particularly um, as we know, it's so important to get oxygen in. You know, when we're wearing the mask, we're not actually getting an opportunity to breathe as deeply. And because people are potentially feeling quite frightened about things as well, that also affects the breath. So we're actually supporting people in finding the diaphragmatic breath, so from the belly. So once we get that motion again, where we're breathing deeply from the belly, then we actually add the sound of ha. Now, the sound of ha is actually very powerful. And in terms of spiritual energy, it actually connects you to that that is bigger than yourself. So when you go ha, 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 right to the very end of your breath, you're already surrendering to something bigger than yourself. Now, we're born with the ability to laugh cry of course so these are innate emotions within ourselves and when we repress that laughter or when we repress those tears you can just imagine you know what we're shutting down inside of ourselves Mm. so with this loving encouragement just to breathe and I like to say breathe with a smile on your face and a little willingness that's all we're doing here we're making the sound of ha and we're allowing the breath to support it and we're Mm. releasing strength and I imagine a lot of people think, well, yeah, that surely it must be 
yeah, just to start laughing, that must be really fake. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad you asked me that, uh, Tony. The way that I like to approach it is um, the fact that you're feeling you need to laugh a little bit more means that something inside of yourself is saying, look, give this a go. So there's that little willingness is in place. Mm-hmm. And when we start breathing and we start making the sound, the ha-ha, what we're doing is we're stimulating that part of ourselves again. So, again, it's that little willingness to say, I want to feel a little bit better than this. Now, mm. the wonderful thing about simulated laughter is the body doesn't know the difference between mm. real laughter or simulated. You get all the endorphins anyway, the oxytocin, the serotonin, the dopamine. Now, they've shown this medically. So your mood will lift. So it's a little bit like the chicken or the egg. It doesn't really matter mm. because you're going to get the benefits anyway. I believe it's been used in, in therapy for certain conditions. I believe that it can be used in a complementary sense beside Mm. any health condition because really, again, we're just breathing deeply and we're releasing stress. And I do think that a lot of dis-ease does come from shutting down our emotions and those emotions, you know, can be tightly locked into the body and, you know, stop the blood flow. And again, just in terms of our immune system, um, when we find a way to breathe deeply and release stress, we're actually opening up the capacity for more healing. So I think it could be used alongside any health condition. Mm. And in a a live session, I mean, I I remember the live session I went to, it started off where it was just a group of people we were introduced to. Well, the way we were introduced to each other, there was a balloon we were all sort of hitting it up into the air. And as we hit it up into the air, we had to say our name. And, Uh And it just became... It's hard to describe it, you know, you, without seeing it. But it actually was quite funny the the situation as we were whacking this balloon into the air and then saying our name, and then the next person would do the same, and then that transitioned into something else. And although at the beginning it was we were maybe forcing the laughter, but pretty quickly it was quite genuine laughter to the point where my stomach was hurting from oh, laughing. And oh. at the end of the session, I think it was forty five minutes or an hour. I it was I think it was the most pleasant stomachache I'd had in my life because I just oh. felt so good. Oh that's I mean that's lovely. And and I love the sound of that that you know again in that playful way, you know, with the balloon and batting the balloon backwards and forwards and seeing your name. Again, it's all about lightening up, isn't it? You know. Mm. So again that kind of sense of connecting to the inner child, the playful part of ourselves, which is still very much alive, but when is it actually given the opportunity? you know, mm. to really come out and, you know, express joy. And mm. and again, this year, you know, I think it's more important than ever that people look within themselves to find that resource. There's still a joy there. There's still something they can connect to, to support their well-being. Mm. Well, how, how different is it doing it online to doing it in a face-to-face session? I have been so pleasantly surprised. And I know I was sharing with you before, you know, we started uh, recording the podcast, you know, just how technophobic um, I was. And it took a pandemic to actually get me online. <laughs> but, uh, you know, beyond my what I perceived as my limitations around technology, when I started mm. sharing the laughter, I couldn't believe just how incredible it was that, mm. you know, 
the camaraderie, the sense of connection. You know, obviously you can hear each other laughing. You can see our beautiful smiles. Um, again, people were sharing, um, you know, allowing space for people to share what was on their mind and then perhaps turning that into, you know, a laughter exercise that wasn't uh, about pushing that feeling down, but was actually about allowing it to rise. And mm. you know, through the laughter and perhaps the tears first, there was the sense of that emotion shifting and changing and then allowing something more supportive to come in, you know, change of thought, you know, mm. change of perspective. I mean, and this, I mean, as you've alluded to a couple of times, it must have been enormously helpful to some people during this year. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the laughter community has really come together this year more than ever. And mm. there's a lot of free resources out there, people sharing laughter sessions every day um, mm. because it was felt, you know, for the individual, the person sharing it too, of course, mm. uh, that that was what was needed. They wanted to laugh more. And sharing it with others, I mean, you can do it on your own, but sharing it with others is really beautiful. So mm. they were helping themselves and also supporting and helping others. And mm. yeah, in terms of what laughter could do, you know, after you attend, even just a 10 minute, a short session, you can really, as you, as you said, Tony, when you attended your first session, you really mm. felt a difference. Mm. And do, I mean, do you... Um, I'm wondering if you know of any stories like either where you've worked with someone or you know of someone else who has, of someone maybe who was really cynical and really disbelieving, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to help me, and they were transformed by the end of it. Mm, absolutely. I do have some stories. I mean, th there's so many stories, it's actually quite hard to pick, to pick out. Mm. But I, I do remember one um, more elderly lady. This was a session at the house, and she came up to me and she said, um, I gave myself a fright because uh, I heard my laugh for the first time in such a long time I'd forgotten what it sounded like. Wow. And I had another lady say, I've just remembered who I am. Mm. So, again, it's like people that have just been kind of shut off, maybe a little bit isolated and felt very, very low. There's just mm. a coming back to oneself. You know, when one releases the stress, uh what's available to to each and every one of us because we've all got that inside us but just stress has bombarded and shut us down a bit in terms mm. of someone being really really cynical I think um again if as long as there's a little bit of willingness there they will feel mm. that benefit as long as they join in with a little bit of willingness I think if anyone sits on the sidelines and watches mm. they're not going to get the benefit if they're feeling mm. cynical because again they're in that place of the judgmental inner critic mind that part of ourselves that can actually be very self-sabotaging and destructive but laughter mm. can really support us in dropping that there's actually an ego busting laughter where literally we point at ourselves and we just chuckle away at our mm. ludicrousies at our busy thinking at the, the stories we tell ourselves and mm. if somebody's willing to laugh at themselves they can actually break down that that underminer and again it's like you can move into a space that's more expansive and loving and and actually let more love in as well you know mm. there's that potential for again I call it you know the part that's bigger than ourselves that makes the grass green the sky blue the part we can't control and when we surrender into that and um, there's a beautiful peace that comes in and 
I think that within the laughter community, and certainly for myself, I found a way to stop and silence that busy, overcritical thinking mind. And that's what I love others to encourage to do as well. Well, and the thing about laughter is it's so contagious. I imagine that even if you were sort of sitting on the sideline more and watching what was going on, with everyone laughing so much, it would be difficult to stop yourself from laughing, I would have thought. Well, I think everyone's different and it is hard to generalise. I would like to think so. I would like Mm. to think so. Um, Again, it does depend. You never know what somebody's going through at the time, Mm. you know, what challenges Mm. they face with. And and certainly I know myself, you know, after my mum had died, uh, I wasn't ready to be laughing at that point. It was Mm. after I'd been grieving for about, you know, about nine months. Something Mm. within me said, you need to shift. And mm. at that point, then I was ready and then I actively sought it out. So again, I can never be the judge. You know, somebody can be in my session and not seem to be responding as much as the others. But again, mm. you can never know less, later. They may have felt a benefit. And, and there are lovely stories like that where people can come up and say, oh, three years ago, I attended the session and actually, you know, it had an effect or, you know, there was a benefit. And then it maybe took them on to the next step, whatever that was for them to, to seek out more support. So this is the thing. We can't ever be the judge of what, what somebody's receiving. Mm. And, you, and you just reminded me, I seem to remember their... Um, it can often release a lot of emotions for someone, you know, halfway through or by the end of the session or whatever. Absolutely. Um, If I work as a therapist as well, what I like to do, you know, we all got our own way of uh, making it our own and sharing, you know, with the skills and the acumen that we each individually have. So different people will be drawn to different people's sessions and trainings. So mine Mm. tends to be from a very therapeutic uh, point of view where I do very much encourage uh, nobody's obviously forced <laughs> it's all about if it's ready and if it feels right for you to allow it all so whatever that is and that can be quite messy but it's a very safe space it's a very contained space for all of that release because again that was my experience it was what I needed and as a therapist as well I'm trained um, as a laughter therapist too we can take it into uh, places where a lot can be undone let's put it that way Hmm. how different is it doing it in a corporate environment where people are much more maybe um reluctant to sort of really laugh and let themselves go because of how their colleagues are thinking of them. Absolutely. And again, different corporations have different policies. So I've I've been blessed enough to do it for uh, people like Innocent and people like Bear um, who have, uh, you know, a more ethos around loving kindness and mm. actually support that kind of environment within the workplace. And those people um, tend to be, you know, their job is, well, shall I say, more actively encouraged to be creative and think outside the box Mm. and again that's more in touch with their emotions so actually in terms of those sessions they can be very much like what I've described but in terms of other sessions where people just you know the kind of work that they're doing the limitation shall we say within the company and the corporation you're absolutely right they they could be feeling like a bit locked down a bit shut down not actually being given permission even though the session we've been invited in to unlock stress and to support team building, if they've actually not in a a kind of ethos, shall we say, or an environment where they feel safe to do that, Mm. then you can't change the climate 
you know, mm. of a company's ethos. Certainly not in one session. But what you mm. can do is point them into their own innate well-being and mm. in a very gentle, loving way without it being too, you know, without exposing them too much. Mm. Share a few things that potentially they can find helpful. So, mm. again, dealing with each um, individual within a session, pointing them to something that is the same within us all. We've all got that. We all have mm. emotions. We all have to deal with challenges, and we all need to laugh and cry. Mm. And it's, it's a pretty global thing now, love to yoga, isn't it? I think so. I mean, it's been going 25 years now. Dr. Madan Kataria originally started this movement with his wife, with just five people in a Monday park in 1995. And it was very much for the community. And, mm. you know, over this period of time, uh, it quickly grew so now there are thousands and thousands of laughter clubs in over 100 countries worldwide and of course with the online presence now it has reached so many more communities and Mm. yeah I mean I have really no idea just how vast it's grown this year with the online presence being as it is Mm. because yeah people need something they need something to lift their spirits Mm. and again it's something that is natural to us but sometimes when there's so much challenge outside, you know, in the world, we need to look within and find that resource within ourselves. And it, what you just said is then it made me think that for many adults, they need encouragement to laugh. I guess for children, they need no encouragement at all. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Tony. I think I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier on that as adults, you know, we're sometimes put in a box and expected to behave in a certain way and even for young ones I mean I'm not quite sure if that tide is changing a little bit now but you know from a very early age you know from the nursery practically as they were moving into primary school they were being told (laughs) you know you know to actually uh, lock down that part of themselves you know to actually have to conform and you know just Mm -hmm. in terms of ticking boxes and things you know at a very early age that that spirit was already being uh you know again suppressed so it is about Mm -hmm. unlocking that and allowing the full human spirit to Mm -hmm. to to come through and you know dancing playing singing being creative um you know these um are attributes that have been potentially underestimated as to how important it is for people's mental health but Mm -hmm. with this uh the last few years, thankfully, you know, with the tide turning, again, in recognition of how important it is because the mental health of the nation, um, you know, has been so um, uh, compromised mm. uh, that we're coming back to these basic uh, abilities, uh, things within ourselves that's very, very important to, to um, yes, yeah, support, not lock down, not shut away, not shut mm. ourselves off from. And with the other therapies that, that you're doing, and now you're, you're using this in conjunction with them, so how much of a difference has it made to what you do? I remember very early on, uh, I offer bodywork, nurturing deep tissue bodywork. Once I started uh, sharing laughter sessions, actually 
changing, not with everybody, but in certain sessions, allowing a lot more space for sound and breath. So we might be working on, or I would be working on a shoulder or, you know, a lower back pain and actually encouraging the client to release a little bit of the tension through sound. So that might sound a little bit like, oh, ah, oh, you know, actually acknowledging just how painful it was. And sometimes in the acknowledgement of the, the sound, which, you know, could be quite, oh, ah, the person would actually start to laugh because Mm. they were almost like again as a kind of response to the pain the laughter was being let out so I was actively encouraging a lot more of that and then Mm. I'd always held a space I think for tears you know for whatever needed to come but there was just kind of a deepening into that so yeah there was a deeper sense of surrendering I think as well and because I was so comfortable with it because you know I've been going through my own process um you know of healing myself through the laughter and the tears because when you go on to do the teacher training um you actually have a lot more space and time to Mm -hmm. to actually go deep so I'd be doing rather a lot of that and uh, yeah the more comfortable I think you are with that yourself as an individual the more you can create a space for that um mm-hmm. one of the other things that I, I share with people I've trained in is um, emotional freedom technique and that always did allow space for laughter and tears because again it was quite a natural reaction for people as they were releasing stress but again my own comfort levels around that you know had changed and were so deep myself I think that capacity is there and whatever you know it is that you share with people whatever it is that your tools are that you're trained in you know if you feel drawn to it laughter for yourself first and then finding a way to support others and all it brings you see it's it's quite messy it's not just about the haha sound it's about everything that's under it and that can be rage can be frustration you know all the emotions Hmm. So how often are you doing sort of sessions every evening or any of the days? No, no. I mean, you know, during this period of time, I had about a month where, you know, I didn't do anything. And and it was quite interesting for me because, you know, and I wasn't obviously treating people, you know, in person, you know, during the first part of the lockdown. And I think Mm. in some ways I I needed that rest and I didn't Mm. feel... I didn't feel bereft, you know, I didn't think, oh, you, you know, what, what am I going to do now? I think I'd been through that. I've been through that phase in my life many, many years before, you, you know, the place where you kind of come to, oh, shall we say, almost like, you know, call it a breakdown for a breakthrough, but a place in your life where you recognize you're not what you do, you, mm. you know, that the, the value of you does not depend on that. So it was interesting for me to meet that place, you know, and then also be okay in it. Mm. And then I got an invitation just to share a free session with someone. And again, of course, this was obviously online. And that was my first, um, shall we say, venturing <laughs> online because I'd been so phobic um, about doing anything online, um, particularly with laughter. I, In my own mind, in my own limitation, I couldn't see how I could share it effectively, but I wanted mm. to say yes to this invitation. Mm. And the rest is history <laughs> because, mm. the, you know, this lovely lady that invited me to her Facebook group, you know, so she, you know, I didn't have to worry about the technology. She was hosting it. I just arrived <laughs> and I just did what I knew to do. Mm. And it was easy because, of course, it was the same. 
it was actually the same. There were people there. There were people that wanted to be there. So that made it easier too. It wasn't like a really challenging session. And I have had some challenging sessions since, which I can share a little bit with you about. But it was people that wanted to be there and the camera was on. And they were engaged and they were smiling and they were laughing. And we were all in it together. And it was such a lovely experience. And as I say, for me, that was very important. I think that the first one was an encouraging session because it made it made me feel I can do this if I'd had a really challenging one to begin with I probably I probably wouldn't have carried on uh you know I've got quite um shall we say a sort of sensitive personality although obviously through laughter I've got hugely more resilient but you know if I you know again to work through those kind of blocks and it was nice again that I was given some encouragement and um, mm. I think sometimes you're not given anything more than you can cope with and mm. I think I've been very lucky in some ways that when I started sharing laughter too it was within my community that were really up for it mm. and so I had these really um, I'll call it joyful brilliant experiences sharing laughter with people that wanted to be there and mm. That gave me the confidence, and it was later on, you know, I would say a, a, a good while later on that I met, you know, more challenging um, experiences, but I was then equipped to deal with it. And when you talk about more challenging, how, how yes. do you Yes, know? yes. Well, my first, <laughs> the first corporate one that I did online, uh, which was probably, I'd probably done about eight really great online sessions by then. So I was, so now I'm talking about a paid session. So these ones were all, happily from my heart were, were gifted ones and was happy to do it and again it gave me that experience this was a more corporate situation where they didn't have their cameras on and um I did have one point of contact and at one other point during the session somebody did put their camera on and I could see she was engaged but it was my first online session where I couldn't gauge what was happening mm. and I did encourage them and I did say you know it's very beautiful if you can switch your cameras on and then we can actually connect with each other and I did talk about the mirror neurons and the smiling and how important it was and I, and I think at that point that one person did put on the camera mm. so at least I had that but it was a very strange feeling I just did the best I could but because mm. I couldn't actually tell if people were joining in or not. I think at one point later on, I was again encouraging people to unmute and I could hear a little bit of laughter. So again, that was good because I knew, well, some people are engaging here. But yeah, it was a strange one. It was a real learning curve. After the session, I I remember, you know, about for a day or two needing time to process um, just how different that had felt to me and again you meet your own blocks you know in a situation like that you know it's your own sensitivities you meet because you know within myself you know I've got this thing about I always want to do a really good job and I am my own worst critic so Mm. I met my own worst critic could I have done it differently and oh you know Mm. I started to beat myself up but I reflected on I thought what what else could I have done you you know Mm. it was their choice not to switch the cameras on Mm. And I have encountered that again with some corporate ones, but I'm more used to it now. You know, and even if you've just got three or four people that are engaged, that's enough. You know, that is your kind of fuel to see what's working and not 
what's not working so you can maybe change or think about you know introduce something else and again that's the same in a live session you're very much feeding in, in a sense of meeting the people where they are and changing what you're doing so that you you just get a sense of what's working or what will work better but with no feedback whatsoever that that's to, for me was a real learning curve if I mean, for people who are listening and thinking, oh, actually, I like the sound of this, I'd like to, to try this out. I mean, where would be the best places for them to look? Well, I mean, again, online, there's so much free resource at the moment. This, you could just Google laughter yoga free sessions uh, online. And I'm sure, you know, people will have the choice of, of so much they can join. If, if they did want to join um, one of mine at the moment, I have been offering a lot of free sessions. I haven't got a free one coming up, but I do have some uh, very low cost, uh, I'll call it a little bit more than just a session. They're actually introduction to learning laughter skills. So in the new year, I've, I've got some things that are going on, but they are paid, but as I say, keeping it at a very low cost. So they could look at my website if they felt they would like to check out what I'm doing, which is www.melanieblog.com. .co.uk and uh, yeah I've got some free resources on my website too and some footage of sessions so they would be able to kind of check out some things seeing mm. quite a lot on there but yeah for free sessions at the moment um, again just to look it up and uh, yeah to be able to join something and yeah just to get a sense of uh, you, you know what's uh, available in terms of uh, the benefits um, boosting, boosting, you know, your natural immune system right now with a with a little bit of uh, releasing laughter. <laughs> and I believe is there um, a book that you often recommend to people? Well, I know I shared with you, Tony, when you asked me what my favourite book was. Um, is my daily spiritual practice actually? It's a course of miracles, and um, it is a contemporary spiritual text. It's pointing in the same direction um, as, you know, all the other beautiful spiritual beliefs, you know, about that we are the love and how can we show up as the love every day. So there's actually a lesson every day that it's very beautiful. I like to call it like, it's almost like inspirational, downloaded, visionary poetry. So it, it kind of puts you, when I read it anyway, it puts me into a, a deeper space, a deeper connected space. And yeah, it makes me more available, uh, yeah, to open up and also to see things in the world in a different way. So, you know, again, it's almost like, you you know, what lens are you looking at the world from? Are you looking at it through the, the lens of fear or are you looking at it through the lens of love? And if you find a way to actually look at it through the, the lens of love, situations and people, it can actually feel very very different so that's my daily spiritual practice and I, and incorporate that with the laughter really um yeah because it supports and serves me to to be more I, I believe more healthy you know in the way I think and the way I you know rather than be in reaction to everything or every trigger within me you know I can actually take a beat I can actually look within myself and say, hang on, what is this actually about? And then, you know, from that place of uh, maybe, you know, needing to sit with it for a while, allow some surrendering, allow some cry, laugh a little bit. Of, oh, yeah, it's actually that. And you know what? That's not the truth. That's just an mm -hmm. old made up belief. And I don't yeah. need to believe that any longer. And, and then I can then make an informed response from a more, <laughs> shall we say, um, a clear space, a clear space mm -hmm. rather than a triggered 
response. And is, is that is that easily available to, to find? It is absolutely easily available to find. Again, you can if you don't want to order the book, uh, which you know you would pay for if you were ordering like a paper copy, you can actually see it online for free. I prefer to have the paper copy myself. Mm. Uh, but yes, yeah, so if people just looked up A Course in Miracles, and they would also be able to see a lot of great teachers of the course talking mm. about it or sharing, um, you know, a lot of this understanding. So again, you could just Google YouTube A Course in mm. Miracles, and then they would be able to um, hear a lot about it. It's, it's been it's been around since the, um, 1976, and there's a, a wonderful background around it too. Again, this is not trying to say it's better than any other spiritual uh, understanding, but it's a very uh, beautiful, one very beautiful way with daily lessons of bringing yourself back to that deeper space of connection. And I find it so helpful. So that's why I like to, you know, talk a little bit about it as asked. And, and, and finally, Melanie, is there, I believe there's a quotation that you quite like. Yes, well, the one that I chose is so many, isn't it? But the one that I chose is a Helen Keller quotation. Um, Although the world is full of suffering, it is full also of the overcoming of it. Uh, And I love that because I feel at the moment, the people, myself as well, all of us, we're going through so many challenges, but to just know that we have this resilience within us, you know, and the world is full of the overcoming of it. So... Things like laughter or anything that you know that's helpful and supportive to your own immune system and your own clarity, your own peace of mind. Yeah, tap into that and uh, yeah, we will prevail. Well, and, and that, that makes me think of the media is very quick to point out all the suffering and bring lots of stories about that, but mm-hmm. there's none of the opposite. Exactly. And so that's why we, we believe there's so much suffering, but there's actually far more people that aren't or you know as you say they're overcoming it absolutely i mean that's why it's so important that people like yourself tony you know that have the the acumen that you have you know these podcasts and all the other beautiful things that you share you know to actually support the other side you know Mm. you know you know to say that yeah there's a huge amount more and a huge Mm. amount available to us that we can tap into and i do think that again within the laughter community you know all of us are coming from a heart space that truly that is, you know, we find something that's helpful and we want to share that because it helped us so much because I would imagine if you've spoken to any one of the leaders or the teachers, and thank you for, you know, asking me, it was, it's been lovely to talk with you, but each one would have a story about overcoming, you know, depression or an illness or, you know, finding that laughter supported them so much in their resilience and, and in their everyday lives. Well, Melanie, I really thank you for your time. It's been wonderful, and I'm sure a lot of people will really benefit from hearing about this because I imagine there's a, many people who know who never have come across this before, and it could be so beneficial to so many people. So, thank you. Well, thank you for asking me, Tony. I really appreciate it. Next week is episode 21 with Dr. Emily Splikow. She is the CEO and founder of EBFA, Evidence-Based Fitness Academy. And they uh, educate many people, uh, and they've educated over 20,000 professionals worldwide about the power of proprioception and sensory uh, sequencing as it relates to movement dysfunction, chronic pain, and movement longevity. 
and it's all around barefoot running and body mechanics and so on. So we're going to find out a lot more about some of those areas next week with Dr. Emily Splickow. Hope you've enjoyed this week's show. If you know anyone who you feel would probably get some value from some of the things that um, Melanie shared, why not share the episode with them and uh, use the resources that she talked about to go and have a take part in a laughter yoga session. You will have, um, you'll feel good, uh, almost certainly you'll feel good at the end of it. And there's many free sessions around if you do google laughter yoga in the show notes i'm going to put a few um some information on how to find more details and resources on laughter yoga hope you have a great week and see you next week